Warning. The following program features mature content not suitable for younger audiences. This podcast explores subjects dealing with mature content, vulgar language, and violent scenarios. You've You've been been warned. warned. Now, Now, on to the the show. show. Somewhere, in a forest of shadows and gloom, there is a dark and forgotten carnival, abandoned and rusty, lost in time. But at the center of this festering festival of fear lies the still-living heart that is the creepy carousel of horror. Join your hosts, horror narrators TJ Scorpio and Dude13, as they discuss all things horror and macabre. Welcome to the Creepy Carousel Horror Podcast. Uh, I'm GZ Dude 13 And I'm TJ Scorpio. And today we're going to be talking about Clown. Scary, creepy clown. Yes, Clown the Movie. Yes. Um, this movie was directed by John Watts. Uh, the writers were John Watts, Christopher D. Ford, uh, and Christopher D. Ford, sorry. Uh, the music was by Matt Vellingdan. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> uh <laughs> We had executive producers Ellie Roth, and we'll get back to Ellie Roth in a second, uh, Andrew Cappuccino, uh, James Holt, Robert Menzies, uh, and Bob Wise, was that Weinstein, Weinstein, Bob Weinstein, and of course, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Fuck that. You suck! Yeah, we're not going to talk about Harvey. Fuck that guy. Um... <laughs> Producers, Ellie Roth, of course, Matt Cappuccino, Brian Oliver, and Cody Ryder. Um, I don't know why they're credited twice. They were executive producers, but they're also producers. Whatever. Cinematography was done by Matthew Santo. And this movie was... It's got a couple of release dates. Uh, so let's, let's, get this, let's get this right. <clears throat> the movie was released in Italy on November 13th of 2014. Now, I know that you'll find other sources that say otherwise. Um... But that's only because it was released in the UK on March 2nd, 2015. And then it was released in the United States on June 17th, 2016. So it's got a bunch of different release dates. I don't know why it was released in these other countries before it was released in the United States, but whatever. As a runtime of 100 minutes, that's 1 hour 40 minutes, and uh, it had a film budget of $1.5 million, and of course it did actually bring back a profit with a box office uh, profit of $2.1 million. So at least it broke even and then made some good profit. Good. Rotten Tomatoes, unfortunately, gave it a 45%. (laughs) Um, and the Rotten Tomato fans gave it a 37%. I don't understand why. I actually really like this movie. Yeah, I thought it was um, well done. It was creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, uh, IMDB gave it a 5.7 out of 10 rating. Uh, people don't seem to like this movie. I don't get it. Is it just because people don't like clowns? Yeah, and I'm thinking maybe a lot of it was uh, maybe the kids' stuff. Maybe that just turned a lot of people off. Well, they can eat a dick. I mean, we saw a child die in it. I mean, it graphically. True, yeah. It's a, it's pretty graphic. I don't know. I thought this was, for a clown movie, this was really well done in a totally different concept to me. I thought it was yeah. good. Now, Ellie Roth, actually, he, he on, a, on an interview that he did, he commented that he hoped that he would make one uh, make a new giant that would uh, go up there with uh, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, and Michael Myers, you know? Um, 
But the problem with that, Ellie Roth, is we already have a clown in the team, and that's it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pennywise the clown has already filled that spot. We don't need any other clowns. <laughs> um, however, this clown was unique in that it is a demon. Yes. And it's, now, it's uh, creepy. Let's see. How are we going to do this? How about... Uh, how about I read out the actor names, okay. and uh, you you give us the character name and maybe some of their notes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Andy Powers. He plays Kent McCoy, who is the protagonist slash antagonist, and that'll make more sense as we talk about it. Right. Uh, Laura Allen. She plays Kent's wife, Meg McCoy. Shut up, Meg. And she is Very. also a protagonist. Cool. Uh, Christian DiStefano. Cool he, kid. Yeah, he plays their son, Jack McCoy. Um, their crotch spawn. Yeah! <laughs> crotch spawn. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> Sorry. Well done. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, Chuck Shamata. Shamata? I hope I'm saying that right. Um, he plays Walt, which is Meg's dad and Jack's grandpa. Oh, really? And... Poor Kent's father-in-law. <laughs> he hates him. So mean. I, d- I didn't like him. The guy was Walt's a, a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Whitmere. She plays Denise, which is uh, the McCoy's neighbor and Meg's friend. And of course, we got also Victor Cornfoot. He plays Dave, uh, Denise's husband. Good, good. Um, Pete Stormare. He plays Herbert, or Bert Carlson. Uh, we have down, he's like a bad hero. Which, yeah. again, will make sense <laughs> as we get further into it. Yep. And Robert Reynolds. He plays Dr. Martin Carlson, which is Bert's brother. Uh, he's a child cancer doctor. Yeah. Now, we had a much longer list of actors and actresses. It's just that it was way too long to actually put on there. So if we're missing anyone uh, from this movie, uh, just know that we I did see them. I, I made the list, but it was way too long, and it would take too long on this podcast. But I don't want to step on anyone's toes. There is a huge cast of actors and actresses and side actors um, that, that, did, that helped put this movie together. Um, they did a great job. Um, I am not ignoring any of you guys. <laughs> you did fantastic. Thank you for putting this movie together. I enjoyed it greatly. Every single little part that anyone did in this movie, uh, especially the bullies. I know I didn't name you in here, but you fuckers did great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the kids in general, all the kids in this movie did really well. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to start with the opening scene. Uh, the movie starts with uh, children screaming, of all things. Beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, and we see clown stuff everywhere, and it's uh, it's a birthday party for uh, for Jack. It's his seventh birthday. Yay! Happy birthday, Jack! Yeah, <laughs> and um, we see Meg McCoy, who um, I guess because she's the first character that we that we establish, she is uh, the mom of uh, little Jack, um, and that that should have I guess hit me in the head and like oh she's the protagonist, but. Um, <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna argue that uh, that um, Kent was the protagonist, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, so she's she's talking to she's talking to Denise, who is by the way the worst mother of the year, talking about taking her kids just to Chuck E. Cheese's, but Chuck E. Cheese's for losers. <laughs> 
Denise uses her uh, her snooping powers, and uh, she finds out that Meg is pregnant. Oh, yay! That's why she can't have a drink. Yeah, that was her snooping powers. You want some wine? No, I can't have any drinks. <gasps> Are you pregnant? pregnant? Like, that was so fast. <laughs> I'm like, you must have <laughs> yeah, she figured that already, because, come on. <laughs> have some wine. I can't. You're pregnant. <laughs> or uh, Meg is just a complete lush, so her not taking a drink, there's only one reason why she wouldn't. What a bitch. She could be just... Or maybe, or maybe they're just such close friends that she just automatically knows. She did. Probably. Maybe they're both alcoholics. That's what I'm saying. And then she's like, the only reason you need don't drink is when you've been pregnant. So that must mean you're knocked <laughs> up. All right. Uh, in comes Meg's dad. Fuck this guy, Walt. And uh, he, he, the first thing he asks for, and, and it completely establishes him as a douchebag on my book, is, is get me beer. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. At the kids' party. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, at the kid's party. And before she can, of course, enable her old father, uh, you know, for, he uh, she gets a phone call from the uh, party emporium to let her know that um, Chuckles the Ass Clown uh, doesn't do DPs. And by DPs, I mean double parties. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and so his he's double actual booked. Uh, name isn't Chuckles the Ass Clown. That would be really inappropriate for kids' parties. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Everyone, it's implied that it's a joke. I know. I'd like to book Chuckles the Ass Clown for my son's seventh birthday, please. <laughs> yeah, lucky for her. I love it. Her husband, Kent McCoy, the realtor, happens to find a creepy clown costume in the ominous trunk in a creepy old house that he's selling. I mean, what are the odds of him finding exactly what he needed in the house that he's selling at that exact Weird. Time? Yeah. So, I'll let you uh, roll over to the next scene. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read this just as it's written, because the name you've given to this clown is perfect. So, uh, Kent wants to save the day for his little boy, and so after he gets the house ready to be shown, he decides to put that costume on so he can make an appearance as Dumbo the Dumb Doofus Dickweed <laughs> Dad Clown. I love it. He comes in, I think he names himself Dumbo the Clown, but yeah, Dumbo the Dumb Doofus Dickweed Dad saves the day. <laughs> so, Let's hear it for the number one birthday boy. Best seventh birthday ever. <laughs> Enter Frowny the Clown. Next scene. Um, Frowny the Clown... Um, which is uh, a real clown by uh, Benjamin Dickinson, is, is a real show that happened. However, what most people don't know is that this is a cameo from producer Ellie Roth. Ellie Roth put on that, uh, that makeup and costume <laughs> to make this black and white uh, uh, video oh, cool. of, of, uh, of the clown in, on TV. Oh, that's awesome. That's Ellie Roth. If you watch again, that's fucking Ellie Roth. It's, uh, it's fantastic. I'm going to have to watch that because I did not catch that. Good job. Yeah, it's nighttime. The party's over. Um, they put they put Jack to bed, um, and the dog gets let out. And um, you know, wifey decides to take a shower, as if Kent didn't need a shower more than she did. I mean, he has makeup on and this stupid costume on, but whatever. She neglect, and then then she makes a mistake to n- where she neglects to wake him up um, when he falls asleep on the couch. Who neglects to wake up the clown known as Dumbo the Dumb Doofus Dickweed? I was, that was weird to me because before that, they were getting a little frisky. She was getting very flirtatious and she was basically saying, you know, before any hanky panky happens, I'm going to go clean up in the shower 
basically like meet me upstairs. So you'd think after the shower, she would have been like, where the hell is he? Go downstairs, wake him up. Let's go. You need to shower so we can get it on. But she just, <laughs> I guess she's like, eh, I guess I'm going to bed. That's so weird, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I'd like to point out that uh, while he was falling asleep, uh, Shadow the dog, their dog, um, ominously starts to uh, to bark in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I, I think, and this is just my theory, I think that you can put the costume on for a short period of time without the, without the, cl- without the clown taking over. Um, had he gone up to shower and taken the costume off, I think he would have been okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting a little bit of blame on Meg here, yeah. because the dog didn't seem to give a shit uh, up until that moment when he was falling asleep in the in the costume. Exactly. And I do, I agree. I think he could have, had he not, I think the fact that he slept in it was a huge part of why he was stuck in it from then on. I think if he had gotten it off quick enough, because that would have just been a couple hours, probably would have been fine. So great job, Meg. You suck! Yeah. He would have gotten the costume <laughs> off, and then he would have gotten off with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> And all would have been right with the world. Yes. <laughs> next scene. All right. So the next day, um, Meg comes down running late as usual. And she wakes Kent at the very last minute on the couch, which is also a bitch move because he's got work yeah. to do. He's got to get to work. He's still in the costume, still has the makeup on. So she knows he's going to have to clean up. But no, she gets herself ready, uh, gets Jack ready for school. And basically is like, I gotta go, bye. And so, poor thing, uh, Kent has to take, not that it's sad, he has to take Jack to school, but he didn't have time to clean up. So he's drops Jack off, he puts a beanie on to cover up the clown yep. hair, and he's still got the makeup. <laughs> I think he's, I think he didn't, did he try to wash it off before he left the house, or did he just do it once yeah, he got to, yeah. yeah. So he wipes yeah, he, it off. He splashed water on his face. Um so he heads to take Jack to school. Then he goes to his property because he's got to get some renovations done there. So there's a crew there. Their boss shows up in like a clown costume with a beanie. And the makeup, if you'll notice when he gets out, his face is already starting to turn white again. So yeah. uh, while he's at the job site, he goes back into the bathroom. And he um, tries to use one of the box cutters from the worker to mm-hmm. remove the costume because he's tried to pull it off and he can't get it off. So he thinks, I'm going to cut it. So he tries to cut it, cannot cut through it. Uh, his genius idea then is to get an electric saw to try to remove the suit, which, oh, yeah. yeah, that's a... And where he's choosing to do these cuts to me is very <laughs> interesting. He tries on his neck and then his wrist. Yeah, he, just, to be, just to be fair, he does say, this is a bad idea. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, at least he realizes that it was a really bad idea. Well, he ends up cutting his wrist pretty yep. bad. Well, not with the with the box cutter, not with the electric yeah, saw. Yeah. The electric saw he used on his on his neck. Right, Meg, yeah, he like tries to stick the blade <laughs> down in between his neck and the suit, which is such yeah, like you said, this is a stupid idea. It was not the smartest, but it didn't work anyway. So I think he almost well, you can hear it from the other room where the workers are and it sounded almost like he broke the blade like it just got really loud he, and psh, and he yells oh no yeah he broke the blade yeah. the blade broke he's lucky yeah. that the blade breaking didn't slice his jugular vein yeah you th- and not that he would have died no. the suit as we find out later essentially makes the wearer immortal yes which is pretty cool 
Um, Later that night, Grandpa the god-awful griping geezer (laughs) sneaks over to start building a swing set, which is just weird. Who sneaks over without telling anyone and starts building a swing set in the backyard? That's just fucking creepy. It's also a dick move Um, because I think he's doing it to make Kent look bad. Hmm. And and we know that there's a, a bit of tension between Kent and uh, uh, Kent and Walt um, because uh, Kent seems to be waiting outside in his car until uh, until Walt leaves. Like he's he's like across the street, and we see Walt drive away. Yeah. And um, when he walks into the house, of course Meg laughs at him uh, because he's still in the clown costume. Of course she's going to laugh at him. Uh, but he can't get it off. He, he just cannot take off the wig. He can't take off the nose. He can't take off the costume. It's stuck on him. Um, she's some sort of, uh, I think, dental assistant or yeah, something. Yeah, she's got to be a nurse of some kind. A nurse? or I think she's a dental assistant because of the tools that I saw her yeah. have. Anyway, she, she managed to rip his clown nose off with some very oh, bloody results. Yeah, it rips like, the top part of his nose off completely. Yeah. Get some good skin off, and uh, when the when the nose lands on the ground, Shadow the dog eats so it. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty it nasty. Was. Um, and this is this is the part where Meg inspects the clown wig and says that it looks like he colored his hair and permed it because it's not a wig. It's it's his scalp. Yeah, and she tries to pull it, which he had already tried, and it's not. It's attached to his head, so it's like actual hair now. Yeah, it's it's stuck on yeah. there. So then uh, Ken takes, they go to the ER, and the doctor there thinks he's completely nuts, of course. So there's all these <laughs> questions, and it, you could tell the doctor's like, yeah, you're, you're crazy. Um, so then he takes a shower when they get back from the ER. Uh, still, still, in the still in the clown suit. Yeah, I mean, he's, but I think at this point he's maybe thinking the. See, to me, the water's going to shrink it, but maybe he thought it'll get wet, stretch. I can pull the sucker off, get this makeup off. Um, but of course, no, can't do it. Uh, but he gets starts to get a little hungry while he's in the shower. You you can hear his stomach growling very loudly. So he heads downstairs after, and has some of the leftover birthday cake. There's a. I guess does he? I guess he devours a bunch of other stuff too. Because in the morning there's a mess in the kitchen, so he's tried yeah. to get that hunger away, and nothing is helping him feel less hungry. He's craving something. Yeah. And actually, one other thing: while he was at the construction site, or not construction, at the at the house with the workers, mm-hmm. um, he used a makeup remover, which did work in removing the makeup. Mm-hmm. But then we see the makeup returning at the ER. His face is turning white. Right. It just keeps coming back. Um, So I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, very. Attention to detail. Well done. Um, And then, uh, let's see, let's see. You know what? I'm glad that he left that mess for for Meg. (laughs) Fuck her. She didn't wake him up when he needed to go to work. He's got his own responsibilities and shit. And and she didn't give a crap. So, boom. (laughs) There. Clean up that mess, bitch. (laughs) Now you're going to be late to work. Yeah. Payback's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. Um, all right, so uh, that morning, Kent uh, tried to find out who owned the, uh, the house, where he found the clown costume, and he, he takes the house files from his office, and he reads them at a restaurant, and he, he orders up a fucking feast, and his stomach still makes the rumbly sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does learn that the house belonged to a deceased dude named Dr. Martin Carlson, um, and uh, that's, that develops a little bit further in the next scene. Yeah, he ends up tracking down, um, well, he heads to, like, these costume shops, 
Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> and the talks to that girl who just cracked me up for some reason, that one in that one shop, like she her. was funny. Um, <laughs> she was disgusted by him because apparently the costume smells really bad. And she was just so grossed out that she was basically just giving him the shortest <laughs> answers, like get out of my shop, please. I don't know anything. It wasn't bought here. I swear to you, it really stinks. Get out of here. Um, anyway, she's directed to, or he's directed to Herbert Carlson, who is the owner and dealer of Carlson costumes, rare and collectible costumes and textiles, which is very Mm -hmm. fitting for that clown costume because it definitely looks like nothing you've ever seen when it comes to a clown costume. Um, It looked like something from like the 30s or or later. Yeah. Or or earlier, earlier, I should say. Yeah. The the costume itself, just what it's made of is very different than what you'd normally see in a clown. Uh, So Bert tells Kent over the phone to keep away from the costume. Please, you know, whatever you do, don't put on the costume. And Kent is like, "Um, (laughs) I'm already wearing it. So Bert is uh, freaked out a bit. And he tells Kent to come over to the warehouse because he knows how to get that costume off. Oh, of course Mm -hmm. he does. (laughs) So, yeah, Kent arrives at the warehouse and he meets old man Bert who apparently likes to play hide-and-seek in the dark, creep. Uh, and I, that, was, that was a nice touch because they, you, he's blending in in the background right. in the dark, uh, and you think he's one of those, uh, those mannequin dummies right. that's, that's just sitting there until he starts moving. That was, was a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, and they sit down and they have tea. Don't have tea. Bert, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Bert, yeah, we're, we're going to get to this interesting thing. Um, Bert shows Kent the Carlson Clown book and tells him a story about the demon Cloyne. And remember that name, Cloyne. We're going to keep using it, um, which is the origin of clowns before Kent goes nighty-night. All right. So, okay, so supposedly the suit is an ancient costume from the Nordic regions and that the original clown wasn't funny at all. Uh, they're not all that funny now, actually. Right. <laughs> the the legend of the cloin is that it lived up in the mountains with skin white as snow and a nose that was blistered red by the cold. It would eat five children, one for each winter month. Centuries later, it became funny because we all know that child-eating demonic creatures is the embodiment of good, wholesome comedic entertainment. For kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But... We have to get to this new horror movie rule. What is it? Don't drink tea with a strange man you have never met before. Yeah, old men, no tea. No. Ever. If, if you folks remember from, from uh, our podcast about Tusk, what happened when, <laughs> what happened when, uh, when um, Wallace drank the tea from the old man? Nighty night, lost his legs, turned into a walrus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't, like, when I watched this, I saw that scene, and I, I think I texted you immediately, and I was like, oh my god, he drank tea, and this guy's now... He drank tea. <laughs> Okay, so what we're learning is don't drink tea from old men. I always thought it would have been old women, like the arsenic and lacing. But no, no, no. Old men are dangerous with tea and sharp instruments. Yeah, yeah, in the horror movie world. Gosh, stay away. (laughs) So much, yeah. Much like in the movie Tusk, Kent wakes up tied down and he sees Bert sharpening a cleaver to chop off his head. So crazy. Now, uh, luckily for us, 
Kent gets loose, uh, and and they they have a bit of a skirmish, a, a bit of a fight, uh, not much of a fight. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we, this is where where uh, Bert says, "It's not a costume; it's skin and hair of a demon." Apparently, the only cure to cloin the mountain clown demon syndrome is one scheduled treatment of decapitation. <laughs> Symptoms include heavy hemorrhaging, lightheadedness, abrupt and instant weight loss, loss of sensation and motor functions, and most cases, a really bad case of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consult with your doctor <laughs> before trying anything. Yeah, it's that's not what you want to hear about the clown costume. Skin and hair of a demon. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, so Kent ends up kidnapping the old guy, and he ties him up in the back seat of his car. Because the old guy, he's not a good fighter, unlike in Tusk. This guy's not, not a fighting kind of guy. Um, yeah, he's old. Kent drives home to tell his wife, who's been waiting for him, about what happened and what he found out. Um, but he bursts into the living room freaking out and he finds out that Dave and Denise are over there. Um, and, uh, his father-in-law, um, Walt, the wonderful cranky old bastard. Um, of course they think he's crazy because number one, he's still in the clown costume. He's coming in talking about this, all the stuff that this old man told him and freaking out. So, uh, Dave decides to step up. Yeah. Dave steps up and he's like, uh, you're, you're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, Dave decides to attack Kent, I guess. And he ends it up with a broken arm because this yeah. clown has some super strength, demon strength. He's got super strength. So he just snaps <laughs> his arm. And, of course, Denise goes nuts, gets starts yeah. screaming at him. Everybody's freaking out. But, yeah, he all he did was, like, he grabbed his arm and he just bent it back and it snapped in half. Yeah. And it, he didn't yeah, use force. Like, when you watch it, he wasn't, like, you know, ah, trying to... I mean, he just grabs it oh, yeah, to yeah. push him back, kind of, and snap. The arm just goes, so... He was he was legitimately surprised. And I'm glad they added that in the scene, because yeah. now we, we see more of the changes that are happening with the, with the suit. Kent, obviously, he runs away after uh, teaching Dave a lesson and asks Meg on a date to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place for moral of this, Yeah, moral of the story is don't get into a fight with a clown. They'll bust your funny bone. Ah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Super Clown happens to manifest during the drive. Um, so his feet, his feet grow to um, comedic proportions, <laughs> uh, making it difficult for him to drive, and he just slams on the gas. And uh, while he's trying to gain control of the car, uh, that's where where Bert decides that he at that point that he's going to be a total backseat driver, and he gets loose, and he contributed to the car crash, which isn't all that fantastic. The car just kind of sideswipes and, and and crashes into like a barrier. Yeah. Um, after the car crash, Bert is is weakly. You know, it looks like he's he's pretty injured, even though the crash wasn't that bad. Um, but he he tells Kent to kill himself, and Kent just runs off into the woods with, you know, a rumbly tummy. Yeah, he's still hungry for some reason. All this driving and crashing and freaking out is bringing in an appetite. How how does he use the bathroom while he's wearing you know, that costume? I wondered that this whole movie. I don't know, because maybe, maybe don't, demons don't, don't use the bathroom. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> so, at this time, Meg is... um. 
zoning out at the police station while Officer Numbnuts is asking her routine questions. <laughs> uh, she's not paying attention at all. She's got a lot on her mind, and I don't blame her. Her husband's turning into yeah. some psychotic clown. <laughs> and at this point, she knows he's not just... She knows he's losing his mind because... I mean, not losing his mind because she felt the hair. She pulled off the nose. She knows there's more to it than he's just not taking the costume off and acting a little yeah. off like everyone else seems to think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why that scene was a thing. I mean, It wasn't necessary. I, guess show, I mean, guess it's just to show that Meg got stood up on her date. I guess, yeah, to show that she <laughs> showed up. Husband didn't. Now she's well, just sitting there like, I don't know what to tell this guy. I don't know what's going on. Well, I guess it does serve in the way that uh, that she listened to him. She did try to meet him I at guess, the police yeah. station. She's not, yeah. She's hmm. not. Okay, all right. That's all right. I, I, I justify that scene. <laughs> uh, so back at home. Uh, Grandpa Good for Nothing is doing his best to, to just inject doubt into his daughter's mind, telling you know, telling her uh, about uh, his clown-in-law being a total you know weirdo. Um, and of course, Meg tells him to to kick rocks, get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, not in so many words, right. but she just she defends she defends Kent. She loves her husband and she defends him. And uh, Grandpa just kind of kind of leaves. Um, yeah. So, and I have yeah. a feeling Walt is always talking shit about her husband, and that's why she's just like, it's one more thing. And that's another reason I think um, Kent is avoiding being around him, because he knows this just gives him more ammo to talk shit about me, because he already does. He looks yeah. for reasons to talk. Like, this is the kind of dad, I think, who, nobody's good enough for my daughter kind of guy. Oh, God. That's I just how I guys. got the impression with him, that he's, you right. know, he's a dick. Yeah, the scene ends with uh, Mama Meg kissing Jack goodnight. But as she kisses him goodnight, she calls him Doll. What kind of a fucking nickname is that? That's just weird. Don't you don't call boys Doll? No, not a seven-year-old boy. I mean, even a baby That's boy. So I just, I've, you would never call a little boy Doll. A little girl, maybe. Yeah, but a little boy. But That's it, just weird. I mean, isn't it more disrespectful and, and by today's standards if you call a woman a Doll? Like, hey, Doll. I like, don't call. I me think doll. it's adorable, but. <laughs> I call me old-fashioned right. from, you know, the 40s when guys used to call women dolls and dames. I, th I always thought that was kind of nice. But, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I just weird, though, to call a little boy that. Good night, doll. Like, who says yeah. that? Maybe because he looks like a little doll, but you wouldn't. I don't know. A boy, it just seems weird. But anyway, yeah. I'm not a doll. I'm an action figure. Right? I'm a tough little soldier. <laughs> not a doll. Weird. Yeah. So we pop back over to uh, Dumbo the Clown in the woods, <laughs> and he has managed to find a campsite with a bunch of little wannabe Cub Scouts. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> I don't want to call him this. <laughs> this. <laughs> hey, I call him this, and I will call him this because it was that's what he was called in the movie. Are you serious? Cub Scout Lardass. Oh, because the boys they called, called him Lardass. Him that. Well, that was mean. He's a little chubby, and so the other scouts were calling him Lardass. So Cub Scout Chubby. <laughs> um, okay, so this I thought was dumb anyway, because he didn't do... They're in the tent getting ready to sleep, and the older of the boys comes in and tells him he needs to do his dishes, which I thought, wouldn't you have just taken care of that after dinner, but whatevs. So little Chubbo decides to go do his dishes in the dark, um, he breaks the scout rule number 78 and... I made that up. Yeah, I know. Because my brother was in <laughs> scouts. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I wanted to say it because you wrote it. 
<laughs> so he's in the woods. I don't know where he's headed to wash this dish, but he ends up running into Dummo, who's squatting near a tree, looking all creepy. And this kid, this is the scout rule he breaks. He goes up to feed the wildlife because he offers this guy some of his, or he, I was, what does he have? Do you remember a Twinkie or something? I don't remember. I thought there were there were granola bars. Granola maybe. bar, probably. I don't know. But he's he reaches out to feed this clown, and he loses a finger or two because Dumbo doesn't really want granola. He wants fingers of little boys. So he, he basically, wants to eat the kid, yeah, yeah, he bites the finger and eats it of this yeah. poor little kid. Who broke yeah, rules. This scene was nasty. It was Domo yeah. shouldn't be eating junk food. No, he shouldn't be eating <laughs> finger foods either. Also, I, I don't like to point out that he's an adult. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> why is he ordering finger foods from the kids' menu? True, good point. Good point. Uh, hey, hey, TJ. Hey, TJ. Yeah. What do, you, what do you call a fat kid who puts his right hand into a demonic clown's mouth? I don't know. What do you call? Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's a bad, that's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Insert drum beat here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, at Jack's school the next morning, Meg tells Jack not to go home with Daddy. So she tells him, All right, the person that you're expecting is either going to be Grandpa, um, what's her name, Denise, Denise. Uh, or me. Right. No one else. Um, yeah. Um, and if... If Daddy shows up, then you tell him. You tell him the teacher wants to talk to him. Right. So responsible mom. Thank yeah. you, mom. Yeah. And good job, Meg. And once again, she calls him doll. Shut up, Meg. This time, two older and bigger boys heard it and they bully him. We see that he gets bullied for being called doll. Meg, what the fuck are you doing, you oblivious bitch? I take that. I take back what I said about being a good mom. You fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's bad uh, enough to call him that at home, but to do it at school, where others yeah, she's are around? Actively, yeah, she's actively contributing to Jack's school life in uh, as a living hell. Shut the fuck up, Meg. Shut up, Meg. Exactly, and those boys are right there. It's not like she couldn't see them. So, yeah. it was a stupid move on her part. I know, I, know she, I don't know, maybe she thinks he's seven. Kids aren't cruel, but seriously, he's seven. Kids are cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are evil. Yeah, they can be. So... Uh, after this, we get a little view of our evil clown in his natural habitat. Uh, <laughs> he's either trying to remain a clown or turn into a troll, but either way, he's living now. Or he's hanging under this bridge uh, yeah, in the forest. <laughs> and I don't know. He's just kind of cowering there, probably trying to figure out his next move. Still hungry. Yeah, and, then, needing... and then we return back to Meg, the yeah. human queef. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's back at home looking through the uh, Carlson clown notes. And I think now's when she's really starting to believe what her husband was trying to tell her. And with all the evidence she's physically seen, I think she's reading the notes and going, holy crap, he wasn't making some stuff up. Yeah. This is true. He's in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Next, we see Kent adapting to his new life of solitude in a public bathroom. And at the worst possible time, school kids arrive. I guess it's like a choir group or something yeah, on a field yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah they, they arrive and uh, they end up force, forcing him out of his hidey hole because you can see that he's starting to feel like this, the, the pull of the hunger towards mm -hmm. eating kids. Yeah. So he, he busts out and, um, and he, he runs away before he can hurt any of these kids. 
he takes a public bus ride uh, to one of his properties. Like as you remember, he is he is a uh, a realtor, mm-hmm. and he goes to the Kimono Apartments at six sixty two to six ten uh, Bar Avenue. He meets, and that's where he meets this stupid kid. Uh, See, and I like this little kid. Yeah, his name is Robbie. Um, and he straight up tells the kid to just go away, leave him alone. And yeah. and he pulls out uh, he pulls out a gun, which by the way, the gun belonged to um, to Bert. Uh, we we see that Bert this was Bert's gun, so he pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, I still have to comment on on Robbie the retard from the Hot Tub Club because that's what no. it says on his shirt, Hot Tub Club. <laughs> Robbie the retard He's from the Hot Tub Club. Little kid. He compl- He's got to be like four. He completely disregards all rules pertaining to stranger danger and makes a serious effort to put his own life at risk by offering the stranger sweets. Not the other way around. He offered the stranger sweets. <laughs> right, and I'm looking at this as the sweet little boy who's probably four-ish, and he maybe has really shit-tastic parents who never taught him about stranger danger. No, and all he sees is this... But, I mean, he's like a creepy <laughs> clown. But he sees a clown, so he's like, are you a clown? You know, I mean, I thought he was so cute. The, and I was... I know, I get it, but I think he had horrible parents because he's hanging outside of an apartment. <laughs> so I feel bad for this poor kid. He just wanted a buddy to have some cereal with. <laughs> I don't care <laughs> what you he say. Wanted. He's probably the retard in my book. No, not to me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> so... um we go back to the McCoy house, and now we see that Shadow, the dog who, remember, he ate the nose, um, he is now Doggo the Demon Clown Canine. Woohoo! He's gone a little nutty himself, so I'm guessing that nose put a little demon inside that dog. Um, it goes back to the uh, ho- the apartment where kent is and he does the phone call um then he blows his brains out and they're rainbow it's like in the bathroom i thought this scene was pretty cool because awesome. he's sitting in the bath on the edge of the bathtub or in the bathtub, he's in the bathtub yeah. behind him is the white tile and he shoots himself in the head and there's just <laughs> like if you just threw mushed up lucky charms marshmallows on all over the back it's just rainbow colors it's beautiful so his brains are now rainbows like he's fully a clown inside out it's just yeah beautiful but uh, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't die. He, he kind of sits there a minute, like he dies for a split second almost. And then he like comes back like, holy crap. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't kill me. Yeah. yeah he, he comes <laughs> back to life. He, he wakes up and, uh, and he kind of puts himself back together and that takes yeah. us to the next scene. Uh, or actually towards the end, that scene ends with, with Meg deciding to look for him. Um, yeah, and she knows he's got to be most likely he's disappeared. He's got to be in what he's got so many properties. Yeah. He's got to be in one of those properties. Yeah, I guess uh, she she makes a statement that uh, they've gotten into a fight before, and the last time instead mm-hmm. of uh, instead of going to a hotel, he just stayed in one of his properties. So, right. All right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And uh, the next scene is when we're treated to a modern day guillotine building montage to the song "King of Clowns," which is actually a really I good love song. This. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and it was written by uh, Neil Sedaka. I think Sadaka, we're saying yeah. by Neil Sadaka. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Meg is going from one property to the next, playing hide and seek with Kent the King of Clowns. <laughs> That's really right. good. Kent the King of Clowns. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so Kent makes this awesome, like, uh, double uh, table saw uh, guillotine where he's just going to... He's, he's on the chair, and he's just going to mm-hmm. fall backwards 
into the yeah. saws and, and cut off his own head. Right. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. It's it's clever. Yeah, it was very clever. <laughs> I mean, he, if I were him, not saying that I would kill myself, but if I were him, I wouldn't fall backwards in a chair. I would I would just fall backwards. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he... He ends up blotching his suicide attempt just as Robbie intrudes on him, literally just letting himself into the lair of the creepy clown stranger, and he's rewarded for his efforts with a broken saw blade to the chest, because when he blotched his, his suicide attempt, one of the saws falls over and uh, and breaks, and his flies straight through poor poor old Robbie. It just cuts right through his chest. Bon appetit, monsieur clown. Cereal. Poor Robbie. <laughs> but let's, let's take... But yeah, this... This helps the clown's uh, hunger problem for a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's take a moment to appreciate Robbie the retard for what he Stop. really is. Okay, no. a shining example of what not to do when encountering a creepy clown stranger. The only way this kid could have made it any easier for cloying the mountain clown demon is he slid on in on a silver platter with an apple in his mouth, covered in salt and pepper. <laughs> With that cereal in his mouth, maybe, because he really wanted to share that cereal. <laughs> he, really wanted to, he really wanted to share that damn cereal. <laughs> I feel bad for the poor kid. but I, I don't. I, I just, I call it uh, horrible parenting. He had shitty parents who didn't teach him about strangers. Yeah, they're, they're not going to, they're not even going to figure out that he's missing till like, the weekend. Yeah, probably not. They're going to be like, where's Robbie? I don't know. <laughs> shitty parents. Yep. So, Meg arrives just in time to not save that cute little boy. Um, she is knocking on the door. Kent's in there and, go away, you know, because he's eating a kid. And that's, the, that's the time she decides to tell him that she's expecting a child of her own, another one. So, that's great timing. Hey, <laughs> he's munching I've, got on a, a child. I've got another bun in the oven for you. Yeah, you want another one in about nine months, you'll have another. I think you could just you rip can... her open and eat the fetus, and that counts. It's that's disgusting, and it's not that big. You wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. She's just barely pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she ends up, okay, so I'm guessing he must just kind of sneak out. Does she see that? Him eating a kid? No, she she didn't see uh, she did Thank she didn't God. see the, the dead kid in the in the room. Yeah, he. I mean, he must just squeeze on out of there. So she takes him home. Um, <laughs> decide <laughs> to you know let's throw a little kink into the mix and get some chains, baby. Brown chicken, brown so chicken. what they actually do is they head <laughs> down to the basement, and uh, Kent wants her to chain him to the hot water heater. And not unchain him no matter what. Because he can tell, especially now that he's eaten an entire child, <laughs> that this demon is really starting to take over. So yeah, he I knows know. it's not going to be good from here on out. So Okay, yeah. so she chains him up like the animal he is and then promises not to let him go until she can get him fixed. Huh. Is it weird that I felt my nuts try to withdraw a little bit at the sound of that last sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that came Get out fixed. wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. She consults the uh, Carlson clown manual again and finds that Bert Carlson once wore the clown suit, too. Um, mm. So she pays him a visit in the hospital, and she gets no answers from him because his jaw is wired shut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she found a picture in the book of him wearing the, uh, the costume. So clearly he knows how to take off the costume. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So she heads over uh, to his place to find some clues herself because he can't he can't fill her in on stuff. So she figures I'll head to his house. Well, she He's heads over to uh, his brother's there. house. To the brother's house, yeah, Doctor Carlson's house, which is the empty house where the suit was found originally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. So then. Well, at, uh, yeah. We, that she she found uh, some stuff there, right? Yeah, but you don't have that here. Oh anymore. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, she she found a she found the chair that locks in place into a platform and a video camera that was pointed at it. Remember? Uh, well, actually, we don't uh, we don't see the video till the next scene uh, or the scene after the next where we 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 kind of divert back and we see Jack back in school crying um, mm-hmm. because you know he's getting bullied and the the bullies are making fun of him because uh, for being called a for being called doll by his brainless yes. mother as well for you know his love of clowns um luckily uh while they're about to put paste on his face uh jack is no pussy and he takes a bite out of bullying by literally biting uh this kid's hand i, I guess like father like son right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and, then, time. <laughs> and then runs away to fight another day so good on you jack yes i award him half a man point because he's not yeah, quite Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty ballsy move, because those kids are a lot bigger than him. Yeah, Good for him. Yeah. Okay, so... So, th- yeah, this... Yeah, this is the part with... Uh, with flashes back to Meg and the video. Yeah. Um, and this is where she learns that Martin Carlson removed the suit from Burt Carlson by feeding him the terminally ill cancer children. That is Because dark. he's a cancer doctor. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> Look, this was a really great scene. I loved it. It it was really it was really chilling to see uh, the distorted footage of the clown tra- strapped mm-hmm. down to the chair because you, it, the the video is old um, and it and you can just you see the, the the detail that you can you can imagine the detail to the clown suit um, and you see Martin wheeling over this helpless dying child in a wheelchair yeah. and and he undid one of the clown's arms. Mm-hmm. And the, the the scene cuts just as the clown is reaching for this poor screaming child. Yeah. That Awful. was, yeah. And rarely do I find a movie that gives me a good fucking chill like that. And that was very well done. Yeah. And it, it shows you just how evil this demonic clown is. Because, I mean, it's... Yeah, there's just this poor kid. He's already sick, dying, mm-hmm. awful, and yeah, he's just helpless to this demon. It's just, it's awful. It's yeah. awful to watch. Hey, but on worse the bright side, the ro- worse than no the more cancer. No more nothing. Awful. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we we flash back to Kent, who remains chained up, coughing up Robbie bones. Like he's he, he coughs up the, the the bones of the children he eats. Yeah, yeah, which is pleasant. And at that moment is when Jack comes home. I guess he's playing hooky. He he ran away from school. Yeah, he left. Screw yeah. this. Those bullies are mean. I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, and and Kent obviously he hears uh, someone is home, and mm-hmm. uh, he calls out to Jack and. Uh, well, uh, Jack tells Daddy Death Clown about his sticky situation with Colton the bully. Um, that was the mm-hmm. one that had the, the, the glue on his hand that was about to put it on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's, where, that's where Kent tells his son that when he, was, when he was a kid and he would be bullied, he would run away and hide so that they couldn't bully him, which is the wrong kind of advice to give a kid. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
that's where he asks. Uh, that's where he asks Jack. Asks Jack um, Do you know where the bolt cutters are? Right. <laughs> he like, yeah, he gives him the fucking bolt cutters. Meg find you know, and then Meg finds out from Denise that uh, Denise the dupe that, and, ja- that Jack isn't in school. Yeah, that Jack isn't in school. Yeah. So she races home and she finds him somehow safe and sound. So far, the majority of the kids in this movie are displaying some disturbingly low survival instincts and incredibly poor <laughs> judgment skills. I can only surmise that Jack escaped the clutches of the killer clown out of sheer dumb luck. Yeah, all I can think is that, that well, maybe that's partly why he told him to hide. Maybe. He hides from his, go hide, because this bully could find you. Or that uh, he's got enough of himself still in there that he's not going to kill his own kid just yet. I like yet. that. I like that. That That's a better justification as to why he didn't yeah. kill his son at that scene. So, I think he, yeah, so he, I think he, there's still he, enough of him in there. Yeah, he aimed cloying the clown at the bully. So, yeah, uh... Colton, which is the bully, Mm -hmm. he goes home after school and plays some video games. He's being a little dick on the video games. (laughs) He's a douche. Oh, my God. He's annoying. Like, I've played those online ones before, and I know kids like that (laughs) that you hear on there. You know, they're just shit talkers. What cracked me up is he's playing, I think, with a teenager, too, and the teenager's just giving him a hard time. Um, Well, he hears some noises, Mm -hmm. and... uh, he goes like a little badass and arms himself with some nunchucks. Nunchaku. Yeah. And uh, Kent, the killer clown, appears in time to hear the kids online talking about how Colton was being a dick to this kid at school and picking on him. And Colton is like, holy shit, because I think he recognizes that this is that kid's dad, and they're telling everything that I just said about this kid. And so Clowns do scared. magic tricks, don't they? Clowns do do magic tricks, and our clown is no different. He yeah. turns Colton, the colon, <laughs> into minced meat. Colton the colon just- was turned into minced meat. Voila. And it, yeah, and uh, of course Colton's house is pure white. The carpet he's on is pure white, and he spilled a little juice or coke on it, and thought that stain was going to be bad. Red soda, <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> yeah, he had no idea about the stains that were about to happen on that carpet. I have nothing negative to say about this scene. I genuinely enjoyed the fuck out of it. You know, it seemed not okay. The kid dies, and that's not good. But this little kid Blood was a everywhere. bastard. <laughs> he was such a little dick, and he was a bully. <laughs> And to me, it was like the dad part took over and thought, hey, I want to eat a kid. What better kid than this bully that is, you know, terrorizing my son? And he, <laughs> he ate that kid, man. He didn't, he didn't leave much behind, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the McCoy's place, Shadow, uh, that's where Shadow the dog goes full demonic dog. Oh. Yeah. He's, he's, he's full demonic clown. Uh, you can see that his face has turned white. <laughs> yeah, he's getting the makeup on. <laughs> yeah, I, so yeah, this dog is is ready to attack. Yes. Uh, luckily, uh, somehow Bert steals Jason Voorhees' machete and he executes a perfect slash attack on Shadow the Demon Hound. Just cuts off his head. Yes, and it's really cool the scene where where you see the dog's head chopped off. You you mm-hmm. see like it starts to bubble up and like these rainbow yeah. bubbles or, or foam starts to come out. Mm-hmm. It's like it's going to dissolve or something. And he he puts the machete down. He manages to somehow convince uh, uh, 
to convince um, Meg that he's not going to hurt her and that he's not a psychopath. Um, but he just saved her, and she's threatening to call the cops on him. Like, bitch! Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a hero. The dog uh, is going to kill you, woman. Yeah. Um, and we, we fast forward to him cutting his jaw open with a pair of wire cutters, which I assume Ouch. she gave him. Yeah, I know. Um, and then he explains uh, the origin of the creepy clown costume, as well as how Dr. Martin Carlson saved him from it. Um, he just he doesn't remember much. Other than knowing that um, his his brother fed those children to the clown, he woke up uh, days later um, in bed, and the costume ended up being saved by... Or they tried to destroy the costume. They did everything they right. could to destroy the costume, but it's just indestructible. Right. It, yeah, so uh, it, the best they could do is just hide it, and, and that's what his brother did. Uh, Mar- Dr. Martin Carlson... Put it in this case and and left it chained up in in his attic, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, looked yeah. like it. Yeah, it looked like a, like an attic <clears throat> because they were afraid that if they dropped it in the middle of the ocean, that someone would still find it. Right. Uh, yeah, and of course, then Meg does the smart thing and drops off Jack at Grandpa Limp Dick's house, and <laughs> <laughs> because that's it's a safe place to keep him. I mean, oh yeah, no- yeah. But okay, can you tell I hate the grandfather? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, so Meg and Bert make their way over to Colton's house, and they find half of him there Yay. on the white carpet. Um, <laughs> Where are the parents? I have no clue. They must work, and he's a latchkey kid and little piece of shit. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, nobody's there. Um, yeah, and they just leave. Like They're just like, well, hell, you know, missed him. Those poor parents when they come home. Um so they use some detective skills and determine that the clown has probably gone to Chuck E. Cheese. We have Chuck E. Cheese pop up again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while there, and he did, they're right. I like the Chuck E. Cheese scene. I don't know if you liked that one. It was when, really, um, really well done. Wasn't it? When, when is his name? Um, we don't know the boy's name. Greg's the- older brother. When he's looking for him and he's going through all the tunnels and... The lighting is fantastic. There's a lot of oh, red light. Uh, it's so a, eerie. It, it, they, they cut out the music and the noise from the background. And yeah. And it's just, it's, just it's just this kid wandering through, the, through these tunnels, these, mm-hmm. these, these Chuck E. Cheese tubes. Um, and you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Um, Alien. I remember watching that movie, and when the scene where they go into the the, the air ducts to find the right. alien and, and, and try to kill it with uh, with flamethrower, right? Um, that's what it reminded me of. And as a kid, when I watched that movie, I was terrified. Oh yeah, it, like it just made no sense. Like, don't go in there, right? <laughs> There's not a lot of places you can t- turn around <laughs> to get out. Or yeah, I mean it's. And the way that they faded out the music and the kids screaming and playing in the background was just, it made it all the more creepy because it was so lonely and there's nobody up there. And then he'd run into Mm -hmm. some kids, but they were all headed the other way. One girl is just freaking out. I think she tells them not to go in there. Yeah, yeah, she she says, don't go up there. And then she just slides away. She just slides down the slide and disappears. Don't go up there. Yeah, and he starts seeing some signs of his of blood and some stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, sadly, he met the cloin in that tunnel. 
<laughs> so he is no more. Uh, the older brother also gets pulled in. So now we're up to four children. So yep. we need the one more. Um, everyone, I think... An alarm goes off. Yeah, because... And there's... Well, there's blood and stuff, I think, right. coming down the slide. So kids start freaking out, and then they set uh, the an alarm. Arm, uh, an arm slides down, An too. arm. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. So blood everyone's running out of the ball pits. Everyone's frantic, screaming. The alarms start sounding so they can evacuate the building. Uh, Meg and Bert go in during all this, um... <laughs> And they confront the clown, who is now almost at his final form because he's got that one more yeah, kid he's got to do. Yeah, he's still transforming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he slaps the absolute shit out of Bert and Fucking demands Bert. one more child, or else he'll eat Jack. So I think now the dad part is going to lose if they don't hurry. Yeah, at um, that point, at that point, Kent is gone. We yeah. are left with just Cloin. Yes. Yep. And he gets away, and uh, Meg just takes off and lets Bert be arrested by the police, which was awfully kind of her, isn't it? <laughs> what a blue falcon. What a bitch. Right? She has no loyalty whatsoever to this Bert. He's tried so hard to help her, and she's like, screw you, like twice yeah. now. I'm out of here. Yeah, so. Going back to to the original part where the scene started, where we're mm-hmm. back at Colton's Colton's house. Um, all right, yeah. Horror movie rules dictate that parents must not, under any circumstances, leave their kids or teenagers home alone. <laughs> Just don't oh, yeah. do it. <laughs> no, something horrible will happen to them. Yeah, and I'd like to point out, by the way, that Bert was only trying to axe Cloyne a question. meanwhile like i said meg is a total fucking buddy a buddy fucker blue falcon Uh, she could have helped him if you ask me she could have helped him stand up and escape with her she could still use his help because at that point she still wanted to save her husband Mm -hmm. um while while bert was under the impression there's nothing else you can do other than chop off his head because he he wasn't about to feed this clown any more children right so I just wanted to highlight that because I'm going to bring it back up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, Meg confirms that Grandpa Good for Nothing still has Jack safe and sound at his house. So it, that plan is working perfect. Yes. Jack is at Grandpa's house where he will be safe. Yes. Uh, she then finds another child that oh. sucks at Stranger Danger, and she ends up taking her as an offering to Demon Cloin. And uh, these kids, okay, uh, her name is Annie. Annie's parents are another total failure in teaching mm-hmm. the subject of Stranger Danger. Um, luckily, during the scene, a police detective sees Meg leaving with the kid, and apparently a spider sense went off or something, because yeah. he throws Meg a very stern look and, I guess, follows her. Yeah, and um, Meg is going to drive Annie to where... The uh, cloin was supposed to meet her, and after a while, Annie finally snaps that we're not headed home. And she recognizes Meg from somewhere, she mentioned. So she knows oh, yeah, of right. her, yeah. Oh, dental dental appointment. Yeah, she went to the dentist uh, yeah. where she worked, and um, and she recognized her as one of, the, uh, one of the ladies there. That's why she trusted her enough and to jump into her car. 
Yeah, and she seemed nice. She said, you seem nice. So, yeah, that's a perfect sign to get in their car. <laughs> what kid believes anything. that the dentist is nice? You don't know her still. <laughs> a lot of those horrible people seem nice because that's how they get people. Stranger danger, bitch. Exactly. Anyway, so she's taking her to that spot. Um, Annie then starts to freak out and realizes that Meg maybe isn't so nice after all. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she actually, too, she has her get out of the car, has Annie get out of the car. When Annie tries to get back in, she won't let her in. She locks her out, which just pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. I get what you're trying to do, but you're also a mother. Like, you're, you're, you're instincts to protect a child should kick in not i'm gonna sacrifice you to my psychotic husband um (laughs) the detective swoops in thank god with his spidey senses and he saves the day uh annie runs away and (laughs) spider-man gives chase chase. yeah just (laughs) long enough for meg to leave and drive home let me just highlight the fact that kent her husband Mm -hmm. stood her up on the first date at the police station the other night Right. So what made her think that Cloyne the Demon Clown would follow through? <laughs> right. He's not good with keeping dates. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, we go back over to Grandpa No Brains. For some unknown reason, he decides to bring Jack home. Right. Like, Weird. They, they do not explain. The movie does not fucking explain why he decides because grandpa no brains has already established that he does not trust kent that kent is not okay in the head he cannot trust him does not trust him but for some reason he decides huh i'm gonna take jack back to ground zero and you'd think after the call from meg's asking are you still home at your house are you safe yes that's a sign you should probably continue to stay there yeah but uh, god Damn it, Walt, you stupid, dumb motherfucker. He he goes home and he finds blood and bones. And I guess he decides that's a good sign to come in. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, okay, Meg comes home, she arrives home, um, and she sees that Grandpa's fine. And he affirms, I'll clean up the mess. I cleaned up the blood. Whatever happened, whatever you're mess, whatever you're involved in, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want you to get in trouble. Whatever, and that's where Cloyne shows up, and he finally does the most satisfying thing in the entire movie, <laughs> and he rips Grandpa's mouth off. <laughs> Good, fuck you. Yeah, it was. Die. It was about time. We're sick of that. Old yes, <laughs> and uh, he he chases after Meg, and Meg stops. It's hammer time. Stop. Time. <laughs> picks up a ha- she picks up a hammer and she bashes him. Uh, actually, she she hits him in the leg and it looks like she actually injured him because he limps. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he stops uh, while while he traps her because he managed to like trap her in a corner. Right. Um, he's about to kill her and we all saw that he has no hesitation. But he stopped and he touches her belly and I guess he he you see him plunge like a like a claw or two into her stomach. Yeah. Yeah, he he feels her pregnancy, and he can, like I said, he can probably just eat that fetus and complete his his transformation or whatever, complete his his, uh, hunger. Right. Meg distracts him by by screaming, run, Jack! (laughs) So, Cloyne goes after Jack. While he's chasing after Jack... um, well, first he bites her on the shoulder. The Cloyne bites her on the shoulder and shoves her really hard. (laughs) Yeah, um, no, she slashes at him. She manages to find a, a well-placed kitchen knife, and mm-hmm. she, she slashes his throat, she she cuts his back, um, he bites her, and then he, he 
backhands her and uh, and she passes out uh, yeah. while Jack goes into his hidey hole under the stairs. Yes. And uh, apparently that's one of Cloyne's weaknesses. He can't reach through the fucking hidey hole. Apparently. Um, I mean, he can he can break bones, but I guess he just can't break holes. He can't break <laughs> some wood to get to this kid. <laughs> so, yeah, because he's unable to reach his delicious jack-in-the-box, he opts to block the hole because it's the only exit, so now he's got him trapped. Right. And he brings death from above by ripping the stairs apart from above so that right. he can reach down and grab him. Why would Meg sacrifice her son as using him as a decoy by screaming, Jack, run! Yeah, that like, was He wasn't stupid. paying attention to Jack at the time, you stupid bitch! Right, it was almost like she tried to save herself by <laughs> bringing attention to Jack. I yeah, she's not getting the mother of the of the, no. of the year award anytime soon. And I'm sure that's not what she was doing, but it sure as heck seemed like it because he had no clue where Jack even was. Yeah, and, and she brought um, attention. It was a little. It was, it was a little redundant of of Cloyne to to trap Jack in that hole, mm-hmm. um, because he is trapped in the hole already. There's right. only one entrance, and if he was strong enough to push that stuff, those bricks or whatever, mm-hmm. in the way, he was, pu- he was strong enough to push them out of the way right. and crawl into the hole or rip the hole open wider to eat Jack. Jack isn't going anywhere! Right, he's stuck in there. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so uh, then we see Meg wakes up from her little mini nap, uh, her power oh. nap, Ooh. and she manages to swing a chain around uh, Cloyne's neck and then attach it to the hot water heater. I don't know where she got her strength all of a sudden, but she did. Maternal instinct. Apparently, that should have kicked in a long time ago. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Hammer time. Once more. Again. Yes. <laughs> and he's this part I had kind of an issue with. Um, and I honestly did some research and I tried to find if a water heater would hold. But, of course, there isn't any. Like, if I tie myself to the water heater and yank on it, can I break it? Like, it's really hard to find that. But he's he's basically struggling to get to them. It's around his neck, so it's slowly starting to rip his head off. And yeah, so I, going, yeah. I just thought it would rip the pipes off the water heater uh, before it would he, rip his head off with that much He partially decapitated that. himself. Yeah. It did, yeah. Um, it... it basically rips it off except for a bit of his spinal cord which is it was pretty cool looking really because it just kind of had you could see this tiny white just attaching from well that was that was when she she slammed him with the hammer and she really decapitated him and that's where the only that little bit of spine was holding together that was actually pretty that was awesome yeah i'm glad they didn't use any any did they use was that computer effects or did they just use practical effects because it looked really good. It looked to me like they actually made that stuff. You know, like they yeah, had practical the spine. Effects. Oh, yeah, I think so. It looked so cool. And that's probably why I love this movie so much is because they didn't lean heavily into uh, into computer graphics to, mm-hmm. to do blood, blood splatter all over the place and, and gore and whatnot. They they went with practical effects and, and uh, you know, real uh, synthetic red stuff all yeah, over the place. It's great. All you really see are the after effects of stuff. You're not seeing blood just going everywhere while he's eating kids, but you're seeing what was left. True. True. After, which is and then like when he bites the kids' fingers off, you see severed, partially severed fingers, gone finger. I mean, it was super well yeah. done. But the spinal cord's still attached. So what does that mean? 
Well, like in all traditional <laughs> horror movies, horror movie rule, once you've once you've got the the bad guy down, once you've you've taken him down, don't automatically assume that he is down. Right. I've said this before. He got a double tap, triple tap, uh, you know, just wail on him, unleash holy or unholy hell mm-hmm. just to make sure. Yeah, exactly. But she didn't do that, did she? No, they instead her and Jack uh hug and share this loving embrace. And what a shocker, Cloyne reanimates because he's still got the spinal cord attached. Meg, this time, is playing no game. She is done screwing with this clown. And she basically gets her hands in there and she rips his head off. Yeah. So there is nothing left, nothing attached. (laughs) And the suit starts to melt off of him like birthday ice cream. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah, it's so and then weird. the police arrive. <laughs> yeah, yay. Good timing. <laughs> Cop, okay, we all know that cops are essentially useless in horror movies. Cops do not do shit. Mm. They are cannon fodder. Right. Exactly. <laughs> if anything. Fast forward a day or two later, and uh, police put Kent's strangely immaculate clown suit and other personal belongings into evidence. Boom. Roll credits. Done. And I know damn well... I know damn well they didn't just hose off that rainbow blood from the clown suit. That's no. tampering with evidence. What the fuck were they thinking? Why was everything so clean? Why didn't we see any blood on the clown suit? Because decapitation is a very messy procedure. Oh, yeah. Do you think maybe, since it's really almost like demon skin, do you think it not cleans itself, but do you think it just, because it kind of melted off of him as well, so maybe it kind of reforms a a brand new looking again, so the next person won't be disgusted by it. It doesn't take away from the fact that there is a dead body without a head in it. (laughs) Exactly. And I I thought too, like how in the world is she going to explain this to the police? (laughs) She just decapitated um, her husband in the basement. And as we see, this is, this is pretty quickly, but his face, you see the, mm-hmm. the head, um, the, the clown skin uh, falls off of it. Yes. Yeah, the, the clown skin just falls off, and you just see Kent's face again. He looks normal. So they're not going to see a demonic monster that's been decapitated and left uh, in her garage. Right. They're going to see a dead human body in a clown costume. Right. I guess the only thing would be all these kids that were killed. They, she could just be like, yeah, he lost his mind and he killed all these children. And then he was going after my son, our son. So I killed him. But yeah, it just like, what are the chains for, ma'am? You know, <laughs> you, wait, you had him chained to the water heater? You know, it just to me, but whatever. <laughs> I, we don't have to have an answer to that, I suppose. But it is kind of a weird ending. And I think well, the ending left it open for a second for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how popular this movie was. Obviously not very popular. Right. But, um, as you can tell, I, I had very little negative things to say about this movie. I enjoyed it. I would give it a five out of five if uh, I had my way. Um, when I When I went to go watch it in theaters, when it came out in theaters... Mm-hmm. Um, I was literally the only person in that theater that's, watching this movie. That's so sad. I thought it was great. I mean, <laughs> first, I, the first thing that, that went through my mind was, is this movie so scary that no one wants to show up? Right. And I guess people really don't like clowns. Um, then the second most terrible thought uh, came through, you know, came to me was, maybe this movie is so bad that no one is coming to watch it. Right. 
I was pleasantly surprised. I was laughing and yelling because there's no one else in the theater. I could be as loud as I want. It's like, oh, yeah! True. <laughs> that would be fun. But I think it's so sad I, that people haven't given it a chance. Because yeah, I think it's so, worth a watch. I don't like clowns, but that's why I picked it. Because I thought, ooh, clowns, that'll be creepy. Yeah, and, and no one can use the excuse that, I don't like clowns. Fuck you. A shit ton of you fuckers that don't like clowns went over and watched it. Right. Okay? So many people, I don't like clowns, but I'm going to watch it. A lot of people went and watched it. And that movie has uh, has a scene where where it literally bites Charlie and rips off his arm. We see that. We see that happen. Right. Like, there's no excuse. We don't see any of that happening in clown. We we only assume that it happens. It happens off screen, and then we see the aftermath. Right. So there is no excuse. No, no. If you if you have taken the time to watch it, the original or the remake, then you need to watch this as well because this was so well done on such a different premise. I think it should get so much more attention than it did. In my opinion, damn straight. So, are we are we in agreement? This is a good movie. We are, yeah. This is. Wow. We really, right. and that's why this episode's so short. We really didn't have a lot to go back and forth about or argue about. It's just, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good, totally different type of clown movie. Robbie's the retard, though. That's that's the only part I don't agree <laughs> with you on. I think his parents suck. I'm gonna blame his parents on that one. He's just he's too little to be, to you know, <laughs> horrible parenting. Poor little Robbie. Thank you so much for listening to the Creepy Carousel Horror Podcast. I'm TJ Scorpio. And I'm GZDude13. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Creepy Carousel Horror Podcast. If you have any creepy content you want us to cover, feel free to email us at tjgzhorrorcast at gmail.com. Happy nightmares, everyone.